checking. I'm checking. Cole, can we get Cole? Can we get a check? fucking mic check over here without your pull ups? You fucking bitch. Because you can only do like two pull ups. You fucking pussy. I did like seven. Just. Yeah, sorry. Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our force. So, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's really bullshit because people on fucking Twitter.com keep stealing our goddamn jokes. Yeah, you sent us that. I was like, I think of all the people who pioneered being like racist towards Italians. I want to feel like it's us in Cumtown. Like that's it. Pretty much. Those yeah. are the two. Those are the two vanguards. But if we if we stole it from Cumtown, did we really author it? We didn't steal it from Cumtown no. because like their racism towards Italians is like doing Soprano impersonations and like saying like like the thing that I said last episode. It's like you fucking movies. Like yeah. doing like stuff like that. But ours is just like. Uh, I say Bobbity Bibbity, and Cole says Ah Mussolini. Right, I and just, that's our yeah. like a, that's hey, our. Hey, Tony Macaroni. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's our Italian. That's our Italian racism. And yeah, that's, I just imply that everyone is it's somehow related to Mussolini, either like by blood or in spirit. Yeah, exactly. Cole, did you um, sign up for the National Guard and refuse to tell us? Oh, Josh is referring to the fact that I'm wearing. Let's get a fit check, please. Yes, I've got my, I got some nice camo uh, pants. Doesn't even comment on my drip. I look good today. Camo joggers. Yes, I like the shoes. Thank you. The brand new shoes. What about these pants? They make my ass look big, according to Kim. Okay. I'll have to slap it when we're done. Yeah. Yeah. But Cole, uh, explain yourself. Oh yeah, so this is all Christmas drip right now. I've got some combat boots. Uh, some camo joggers and then a tank top that says War Pigs that's from uh, Black Sabbath. So Nice. I look good. I think Did I look you, good. My girlfriend Matthew, says you I got AirPods for Christmas. Yeah. How does it feel to like be in the 1% now? It, it feels pretty nice. I um, Like I said, the people giving me the gifts are like, uh, you probably don't know that you wanted this and I didn't. And I was like, oh, I do want this now because they're they're nice. Especially like when you're laying down. Like they're really nice because you don't have to like have your phone near you. You can just like lay it on the table and listen to, um, you know, the great, the best come town bits. Yeah. Compilation of them just saying the N word. And then there's <laughs> me, a mere peasant boy with my corded headphones yeah. that are super bulky, and I lost my earbuds, so I have to use those all the time now. Fucking peasant. Um, I found that, uh, yeah. So I was the same way. I said for the longest time I was like, AirPods look stupid. The, the cord not being there. I mean, they do. They do look stupid. Sure. But they're efficient. Yes. But, and for the longest time, I was like, I'll never wear them. But I got a pair, and I was like, I never want to stop using these. These are like, like yeah, you just pop them in and go in the gym, especially. Even though, like, I found that, like. Yes, in the gym, it's yes. fucking great. Like, when you're yeah. doing, like, dumbbell presses and shit. Like, literally today, I was wearing them yeah. at the gym, and I was like, this is so nice. Yeah. But um, I also found that, like, same with, like, regular earbuds from um apple is that like when i'm running they want to fall out of my ears all the fucking time yeah like i have to constantly like be adjusting the airpods do yeah oh the airpods stay in my ears perfectly no i get like i think it's like i get sweaty and so like like literally falling out of my ears well i will comment that you have unnecessarily large ear holes yeah so that's probably the reason because he fucked them with his penis yeah you catholic before Oh, that's funny, Josh. That is a funny thing. Uh, that doesn't. Well, well, I've I've, I've got conflicting messages on that because my girlfriend is like former Catholic, oh. and she's made the ear jokes before. And I've pressed her on like, you went to a Catholic school. Did this happen? And she was like, no comment. So wow, yeah. interesting. So the jury's still out. Whether the jury is Catholics still out. Fuck ears. Whether they fuck is she ears. is she Italian or is she Irish or what is she? She's just white. She's just white. Yeah. Okay. Eastern, or not Eastern European, I guess. But no, Western not Eastern European. European. Western European. Um, no, her family was just like, she just grew up Catholic. In Ohio, Interesting. of all places. When you well, do- uh, no, there's a lot of like Catholics in Ohio for some reason. Okay. There is like a lot of, because like my dad's side of the family is actually from Ohio and like all of my dad's side of the family was Catholic. Interesting. Yeah, my dad I, gave I, up I've Catholicism. I've heard Ohio referred to as Little Ireland before, so. It is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Irish people. That's Dayton, where my great Little Dublin. That's where my great-grandparents immigrated to. Matt, you should move to Ohio, dude. Yeah. Go go Browns. I honestly don't even know what's there. I've In Ohio? Either been 
to Ohio? Um, Cleveland? I, there's... Yeah. I've been to the Creation Museum, which is like on oh. the border of Ken Ham's Cathedral. Yeah, and, um, yeah, the the life size Noah's Ark kind of deal. So, so fascinating. Oh, so Tell we watched. Oh, sorry, I, I was gonna say. So we watched over the the Christmas holiday uh, on loop on DailyMotion.com, right? Like where everybody watches their porn. Uh, we watched um, a bunch of Christmas movies because they had like all the um, fireworks, all the. Uh, what you call it, the Rankin Bass, like all those, like Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You're that Santa Claus. And so the first Santa Claus, like the origin story movie, I think it's called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm-hmm. It's about him being like in this weird uh, village with Burger Meister, Meister Burger. I know right? exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so every single Santa Claus movie had them make toy versions of Noah's Ark. Wait, really? Yeah, all the all the that. old Rankin Bass movies, they're like, what are you like even Rudolph? Probably. Especially Rudolph. Well, like the the year without a Santa Claus, the kids are like, Oh, there's no more like toys or whatever. And there's like they're making Noah Noah's Ark. And I'm like, is is Noah's Ark like a popular toy back in the day? Josh? Uh you were a Christian I've boy. Never well no, like in the seventies. Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah, Josh, no. you were a 70s uh, Christian boy. I never received a Noah's Ark toy. The closest thing to that would be my grandmother knitted together a Noah's Ark themed blanket for my younger brother. Okay. But that's that's about it. And I think, see, the thing about when I was having my transition from <laughs> religious to... <laughs> Being gay, atheist. being a woman. Being uh, a woman. <laughs> so we, we came up with three different answers: atheist, yeah. gay, woman. Which are actually all correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, a gay oh, atheist woman. Yeah. Gay atheist woman. Yeah. Um, but God, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Anyway, so the like Christians actually think Noah's Ark is like for real. Yeah. Yeah. And as a Christian, I thought, oh, this totally happened, and then that was one of the many things that I was like. There's no fucking way. Like, there's no fucking way. Like, no matter how you try to rationalize it, the story, you have to say it's all metaphorical at the least. Except for the flood. Like, we, you know, because there's a lot of creation myths, you know, like Native American creation myths and different myths that say that there was a giant flood. So we just kind of assume, you know, that the the flood, the giant flood or whatever actually did happen. Like, not necessarily the way it's said. That's not the whole story of Noah. Noah's Ark right. is more about building the Ark. Right. Animals two by two. Yeah. Then, he forgot the unicorns and the dragons. Yeah, That's true. He that did thing. forget those. All that stuff. Um, so, Josh, you were in, like, honors English with us. Not with, I don't know, with Nat. I wasn't. Okay. Gilgamesh? I was going to say, okay. like, so when your little brain there is, you know, taking on Gilgamesh, were you starting to sweat? Like, oh, uh, it's all matching up. What the fuck, right? No, see, in my Christian mind, and I, I'm just making assumptions for other Christians, yeah. obviously, you know, same with atheists, like, not every Christian has the same belief. Sure. Shocker. Which yeah. Which is kind of, like, another reason why the Bible is not reliable is because everybody has their own interpretation or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but for me, it was... Oh, this backs up Noah's Ark because other cultures are also saying this happened. Have the flood. Yeah. Not, not, oh, Christianity, like a lot of other religions may have borrowed Stolen. stories from like Sumerians. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, this affirms that this flood actually happened. Yeah. So that was like kind of the logic behind it. Or okay. lack of logic. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we're putting the, here at Leave the Left to Us podcast, we are putting the Christ back in Christmas. Yeah, there's no war. The war on, exactly. The, the war, war is over. We have conquered. We've won. We've yeah. won. <laughs> the Christians, the three Christian boys sitting here. Yeah. We've definitely the won. Highly religious, yes. Yeah. The three I've gone magi. to every Starbucks in the latest, in the, the nearest, you know, five mile radius. And I've went into every single one of them. And I've said, hello, I want a, a, a gingerbread latte. What's my name? Merry Christmas. And then they have to sit there. They have to say they have "Merry to, Christmas." They have to write out "Fuck you, pig" on yeah. the on the cup, and they're like, "Um, yeah, order for fuck you, pig." Here you go. <laughs> Some cops are gonna like start doing that on purpose. They're like, "Yeah, oh, my order is fuck you, pig." They well, the guy, you know, the 
McDonald's story or whatever. He's like totally <laughs> fabricated. Yeah, he got fired. He too, got fired. Finally, so you kill a black person for, with doing nothing, whistling the, <laughs> whistling a nice jandy yeah. down at the seashore, and and you you get two two week paid suspension, but you write "fuck you pig" on your own coffee cup and you get fired. Like so, what what that story didn't le- left out is that like yes, he wrote that, but then. You know, uh, moments after he shot a black guy in the head forty times, and then he got fired for the for the cup incident. Right? They're like, we, "This will not stand." Like, are you referring to the murder he committed? And he's like, "Oh no, the cup thing." Yeah, the other thing's fine. Anyway. So let's transition, transition into yeah. uh, Twitter world. Speaking of cops, this was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I sent the video to you guys of in Chile. The fucking protesters have learned how to beat up the sh- beat the shit out of the yeah, riot police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was dope. El video el, is what the caption is for it. El video. Um, yeah. it, from the video, it looked like the riot police was attacking the protester. Yeah, the yeah. other way around. No, he was. And like, that was a self defense tackle. That's what I'm saying. He he like he learned how to beat the shit out of the riot cop that was attacking him. Like the riot cop came and he had his shield and he goes to bash the guy and the guy just fucking like crouches down into this like. I don't know how to fucking like low stance. Perfect form. And, like and he linebacker. Flips, he flips the fucking he flips the riot shield up, gra- grabs the fucking dude and just like plows him into the fucking asphalt. Yeah. And then another yeah. cop comes and he, that sh- that dude gets the same shit. That dude comes to fucking bash him off his bud, off his fascist friend. Yeah. And that dude just like turns around, flips his fucking shield, picks him up and slams him down too. It's a form tackle. Like that guy is going to be yeah. It reminded me of. Um, it was last season, I think, or this season, uh, where Eric Reed, he's a he's a safety for the Panthers. Like um, he was playing, they were playing the Eagles, and he hit Carson Wentz on a you know just like sacked him, and then uh, Zach Ertz, the tight end, tried to come in and like mess him up, right? And so he's like, and he's like way bigger than Eric Reed. He charges at him, and then Eric Reed just goes low and grabs his legs and literally just flips the motherfucker over his head, <laughs> and it's like. It's like it's like split second. It's like okay, Eric Reed hits the guy. He turns around. Zach Ertz is like a bull coming at him, and just nonchalantly, he just puts the motherfucker on his shoulders and just tips him over. And I was like, "That's amazing. That is cold as ice." And I will never do something as smooth as that. No, like I no. probably would have just like got planted into the ground and then butt fucked. You're also in front not of, in front of, so, in front of millions. No, of I, yes, exactly. Yeah. And you're also not a protester. Protester in Chile. A protester. So. Fuck you. You're a protester. Yeah, I am a protester. But it's dope. Of, yeah, it was no, dope. it is dope. Um, like this, will, that a, a, they'll never happen here because no. that protest. You know, if if like you know, we're so deferential to cops, we'll just be like, oh, you know, like please don't. Be yeah, Black to death. Lives Matter. Yeah. How about Blue Lives Matter too? That's true. Thin blue line. Why, why, yeah. why are you saying Black Lives Matter? You know, like every life matters. All lives matter. Riot cop lives matter. Yeah. Uh, Black and Blue is actually going to be my Oscar. <laughs> Gestapo <laughs> lives matter. That movie like came and went so quickly. I haven't. I'm heard telling a you. Thing yeah. about I've told you guys. Keep on the lookout. There's going to be a lot more Lord. black cop movies. Yeah, I'm absolutely. telling you. I'm calling it now. Yeah. In well, in 50 years, like when we're you know when Elon Musk is on the moon, and <laughs> all the all the people are you when know chilling, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like on my deathbed dying from consumption because consumption's back. Uh, yeah. They say, Matt, why, too. you were a prophet of our time. You're right. Like first it was black and blue. And then it was the, the first they first they gave us black and blue and then they gave us consumption. And I'm like, yeah. yep. And I die. <laughs> you called it. You fucking called no, it. You said Elon Musk in the moon. No, he's going to be entombed in like one of his dumbass tunnels. <laughs> the subway. Then he dug his underneath pedophile. LA. Yeah. His pedophile. <laughs> his pedophile tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, what we're going to do is we're going to build tunnels and then just shove a bunch of cars in them, and that will solve traffic. It just won't, like, divert traffic into, like, I guess his idea is that we're just going to trap a bunch of people down there and then kill them. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to lock them in, and then that will get rid of all the traffic because they'll be dead. (laughs) We're just going to build more tunnels and fill them with more cars and kill more people. So speaking of dumb takes, here we go. I'm giving some segues today. Okay. I want to talk about Caroline and uh, on Twitter. Yeah. And She's the one who's like her picture is like a girl sunbathing. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I told you guys before, I really enjoy Twitter.com because Twitter.com yeah. is um, a place where people take things too seriously. 
Yeah. And they, they take it really seriously. And then you, you read it and sometimes you get angry, you know, at certain things, but like you read it and you go, this is hilarious. Like this is my entertainment for the day. Sure. And hers was, you know, it's, it's high school drama, but without like the defense of we were in close yeah. proximity to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like these people are, it's like, imagine a high school that is like 5,000 miles wide. Like that's yeah. Twitter basically. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and one of them has an avatar of a girl bathing, sunbathing, and the other one has an anime avatar in, like, a Russian. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and no one knows what anyone looks like, basically. Right, exactly. Um, so, BDS, right? BDS, yeah. Okay, so I'm not huge. I don't know 100% what this is. Cole, uh, can you? Uh, BDS is, like, uh, basically a movement to, like, uh, it's, like, uh, like, boycotting, like, certain things related to Israel. It's like it's a free speech thing. It's basically like, um, like recently it's been like the idea is like BDS as a movement is is criticizing Israel, people like like corporations and other governments that work with Israel, mm-hmm. and the idea is saying is that like to like make like to like make your it's like you know draw light to like what's going on over there and to like what's happening to the Palestinians by saying. Well, like someone like, okay, so let, let's say Something's like... fucking up on the bottom there. Yeah, we'll fix it. Okay. Whatever. Um, Like, okay, this like whatever movie is like shooting in Israel and like they're using the IDF in it. It'd be like, don't see that movie is the idea. Okay. Right? Yeah. Or like tell, you know, whoever Gal Gadot to go fuck herself because she, you know... Her still- and uh, Natalie Portman because they're championing yeah. the cause, right? They're pretty I- much. IDF yeah. people or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so essentially someone said it sucks because BDS, right, is like you can't do it or something. Like it's illegal or some somehow. It's something like that. Something okay, like- boycott, divestment, and sanctions. That's like what it stands for. And basically it's, yeah, it's directed at, it's to draw light to like the Palestinian suffering through boycotting or like the idea being like you would sanction Israel over it even though like you know the u.s would never do that right um but yeah like that's been like so earlier there was a something put to the house that would um uh basically bar do you want to say and we're back or do we want to like pretend like it didn't happen Sorry, we had some technical difficulties with Cole's mic, um, but we're back to BDS. We're back, yeah. motherfuckers. Uh, is that where we're like starting with right now? We're yeah, we're it? starting. Yeah, right that, now. Was the, oh. that was the that was the that was the cue. Oh well, yeah. So not what, my tempo. What the yeah? What the people at at home don't know is that uh, most of us right here we have a game where we all furiously jack off while we're talking, and then of course Josh finished first and then got all over the, <laughs> As the wires always. and shorted out and then. Yeah, we had some issues. But anyway, so, okay, BDS, right? So there was a bill um, put to the House, basically, that would um, bar, like, BDS from, like, operating on college campuses or something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, a, a clear, like, fuck you to free speech. Free speech like, like, like the fucking Turning Point USA yeah. can bring their neo-Nazi asses to... Yeah. That's, exactly, that's exactly that's, yeah. the... Like, fucking allow BDS, like... Allow the clan to show up. Like, yeah. you're basically already doing that. And, like, other bills have been, like, basically to, crit- to categorize it, uh, like, it, to categorize BDS as, like, hate speech or anti Semitic, all this stuff, right? Basically, it's like, I guess, it's like Black Lives Matter in the sense that, like, it's not like a, um, I don't know, like a hard organization that you can point to and say, here's the leader of this. It's more like something you just believe in and then you can organize locally and then do that. And, um, yeah, in the U.S., it's basically like, yeah, if you um, recognize the suffering of Palestinians at all, especially through BDS, then you're just an anti-Semite who hates Jews. And we'll say this while our elbows are rubbing with, like, actual neo-Nazis who, who like Israel just because all the Jews will go to Israel if they get their chance, right? Like, like they, like, literally, like, palling around with white supremacists because they're like, Israel's great because it's an ethnostate, and that's what we want. Also, all the Jews will go there and leave us alone, finally, right? That's the idea. Um, so, yeah, so this was, like, the start of that beef, I think, Matt, you sent that, and she said something like, BDS is stupid. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find exactly what they said because I don't want to misquote. So Okay, so... <clears throat> 
this guy who's um at is at Sean McCarthy calm. Yeah. Phone back for Sam Grady's his tag. It says, damn, that sucks. BDS is illegal now. I guess we'll have no choice but to join my new grassroots nuke Israel movement, huh? <laughs> and she said, I love it when cute little progressives fetishize BDS as if it's not completely a useless pipe dream. Yeah. And Iman at Gay Simpleton on Twitter said, fucking retard. And she says, don't you have something else to do, like enlist to kill some brown people, or are you too fat? What? Yeah. He said, if I was 30 years old, living off my parents' money, and posting 5 to 10 selfies online for bearded DSA faggots, I'd want to kill myself, honestly. And she said, lol, what? Question mark. And people were like, yo, just take the L on this one. Like, he fucking owned you. And it was so entertaining because, like, it's so entertaining because he calls her, um, he calls her, like, uh, she's like, you have the analytical thinking skills of an eighth grade level history student. If you think that more attempts at control equal stronger, authoritarian regimes are fundamentally more weak and susceptible than liberal democracies. Is what? insurrection more likely in the U.S. or Egypt? Hell, there's insurrection in Israel and OPT almost every day. This is why liberal democracies are more of a threat to the real left than reactionaries. They disguise how weak capitalism is with a veneer of freedom, which makes people think they have more control, less likely to revolt. Liberals work in conjunction with reactionaries to uphold the status quo, blah, 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 just word salad on word salad. So he responds to all this, um, you know, with with all that shit. He says, uh, you have, your brain is made of dough. (laughs) (laughs) To which she responds with, um... To which she responds with, at least my body's not made of dough. And he's like, I I love it. I love the the self-own. Because you're you're literally admitting that you're a fucking retard. Yeah. (laughs) Saying, yes, my brain may be moldy and kind of soupy and falling out of my ears, but at least my body isn't. Yeah. Also, which is hilarious because it's like, I may be stupid, but at least I'm not fat. Like, that's literally what she was saying. Also, too, it's like, does she know what? No one knows what anyone looks like. It's yeah. all conjecture. It's all like just guessing. Yeah. Two, okay, I have a response to that, to the idea that like an authoritarian regime is like is five less to of ten a, selfies for bearded DSA faggots was yeah. like my favorite quote tweet yeah. of the day. Well, yeah, just like <laughs> it's like, like it's such a it's such an own. Like it's well, it's Matt, you, like you pointed this out is that like it seems like to be there is like kind of like a subset of like like leftist women accounts that are like just kind of like oh i'm going through one channel again it looks like oof oof oh there he goes right yeah it'll work for like five seconds we back we back and we back and we back um (laughs) we're back we're back okay yeah like you've pointed this out to where that there is like to be like a big account like leftist account and a man it's like you have to like come up with like good takes yeah you, like, you have to you be have to have a check mark next to your name well yeah you, no you have to be um you have okay. to come up with like funny things like constantly and you have to be like ironic right like yeah. those are the two to become a big leftist male twitter account you have to like come up with constantly come up with takes and be ironic right yeah. but for like females uh for female leftists it's typically like you have to be like, I want to die and like post selfies and be like, look at how hot I am. But like, I want to die, but I love socialism. It's like upvote my ass for socialism. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's I, like, I, I, my tits for burning. We're not like I'm not saying that I don't love the titty pics, the ass pics, whatever. Cool, keep them coming. Fucking love them, whatever. I keep it coming. But <laughs> just realize that what you're doing is like you're not advocating socialism by posting tit pics or ass pics, right? Like yeah. you're just art. You're you're posting it's like it's such a like a bourgeois aesthetic, right? Of like going like, oh I'm beautiful and I'm thin. Right. So that's why you should listen to me. Yeah, and that's the thing, like and I also said this, um, and I hate to like crap on like 
actual women who have great takes. But like, there's this like pseudo intellectual like I'm smarter than everybody else because I've read two things that Noam Chomsky has written, and like, oh, you don't like the Amy Therese bullshit. You know, you don't understand my tweets. Well, you're stupid. And it's like, no, it's not that I'm dumb. It's literally that you. The reason that I can't understand what you're saying is because you're not saying anything. Yeah, you're you're just yeah. you're you're literally not saying anything. Like, how how deep is it? To go, oh, like, yeah, liberal democracies are actually, you know, um, really dangerous. So that's why we should. Because authoritarian regimes fall and liberal democracies don't. It's like, what the fuck? Like, did you, like, did you just go to, like, your local preschool and ask them, like, excuse me, Billy, like, what's your take? And he's like, you know, I think that, because that's, like, such a base, like, line like welcome to real world take you know it's not even it's not it's not real i'm just saying that that type of take is you know very surface level well so my reaction to that is um (laughs) it's like saying like oh well they don't stick around so that means like (laughs) okay so what are you saying so what do you want then what do you want to replace? She, she wants authoritarian regimes. Yeah. And she says because that BDS is easier to get rid of than like a liberal. Like, well, well, the thing is, like liberals are feckless. because because They're like spineless because uh, Eamon, Eamon, whatever his name is, was right. She's a 30 something year old chilling in North or South Carolina. I don't remember where she is. Yeah. Um, sipping on her martini, smoking mint her, juleps. Yeah. Mint juleps, smoking her cigarettes that her dad pays for and doesn't have to worry about the actual real world consequences of an authoritarian, regime. of an authoritarian regime that the United States constantly pours money into. I'm sorry, yeah. Matt, but, uh, when you first started on this tirade, I heard I'd hate to shit on leftist girls tits. <laughs> so that's just been playing through my head yeah. this whole time. Yeah, I'm right. like, yeah, I, I would hate to shit on them too. Well, yeah. So I noticed, well, I started noticing this trend more because, um, like, so I follow uh, the Red Scare Girls, right? And I was reading up, you know, I was reading uh, Anna Katchian or whatever, and I was listening to her, and I go, you know, this is a dumb person pretending to be smart, right? Sure. Like her, the terrible haircut. Yeah, her. Her um, defense is I've read essays and I read. And and honestly, what solidified this was the Amber from Chapo. Yeah. The Amber episode that I like just recently came out with Red Scare. And I'm like, oh, no, they're just actually dumb. Like, because Amber's sitting there and she's, you know, kind of saying like, oh, well, like, you know, um, writing's like a craft and blah, blah. And I go... Okay. Yes, but also I've read what you've written, and it's not that impressive. Like, yeah. like it, it really isn't. And and the same thing with like Anna. Right? What she says isn't. It's just you know it's grand sweeping statements about nothing. It's just it's screaming out a one's hot takes into the void. And this yeah. is happening uh, more and more, especially with bigger leftist women Twitter accounts like the what you call it, dirtbag left or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're either too stupid to understand or if you are smart enough to actually, like Eamon, like fucking destroy her, yeah. right? Where she, like literally just take the L at that point. Just don't respond. Yeah. Um, you're just fat. Like that's, you know, you're a fat bearded brochal, like brochalist. You're, 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 yeah, that's like you that. really want Adam to be, or not Adam, you really want Nick Mullen to be your friend. It's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Your point, Is it, yeah. your point about, uh, like, these takes just going out into the void, like, that specifically does apply to these leftist women, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, that kind of applies to Twitter as a whole. It's a, it's a bunch of people all screaming, and it's people taking sides. Oh, but the thing... You don't is, go in and change people's actual opinions. No, things. but the thing is, I'm not saying that, like, it's just going into the void. I'm saying that leftist women will screen these big grandiose ideas that don't mean anything into the void. It's different than saying I'm saying something of like substance that I actually believe in yeah. that I can back up or I can, you know, debate or I can talk about or discuss with anybody. Whereas a lot of these leftist women go, 
oh yeah, you know, um, I read one Zizek book and the, the, you know, the, the petite object awe is this. And it's like, you don't understand what that means. Like I don't like most people don't understand what that means, you know, and, and you can tell that they don't understand what it means. And they're just saying these grand statements to appear intellectual. Yeah. It's like, it's like kind of virtue signaling, but like to other people, other like smart people. It's like when I was in grad school, we like, I remember taking a class and we read an article from a guy who, who had went to an Ivy league school and my professor is like bringing this out. He's like, say, okay, so this is very dense. It's difficult to understand. It's difficult for me to understand. And he's like, and they do this intentionally mm-hmm. because they want to signal to other to other like Ivy League people that like they've been there. So like they have like the credentials, right? And they still have nothing to say. No. That's what's hilarious. Like my in my English classes, they are actually professors are actually teaching us now to write more simply. Because the grandiose, verbose, right, uh, academic bullshit writing isn't saying anything different than, you know, what you'd say in the vernacular. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that um, with writing, it, it needs to be to the point. Um, and you don't need to, like, the good good writing gets to the point quickly and doesn't go on. James on. Joyce, one of the greatest, uh, according to a lot of people, one of the greatest novelists of all time, right? I read his book, Dubliners, and what he did was he was very fascinated about the Irish people. So he walked into yeah. pubs, got roaring fucking drunk, wrote on a cocktail napkin what they would do and say, and then he wrote it down, and it's like one of the best books I've ever read. You know, and it's simple. It's not yeah. It's not this ridiculous language. It's very simple. And it's it, it holds these themes and, you know, these grandiose ideas with simple language and you can tell that he's knowledgeable and that's you know there's that and then there's the which that doesn't bug me as much as the whole like i'm a slut for socialism stuff because i mean you know it's fine whatever you know i'm not slut shaming i'm just saying like there's a time and a place and well no it's like it's very much an aesthetic isn't mm-hmm. it? Like that's what it feels like. Well, it's also like uh, you know, there was a there was a guy recently who pointed out there's there's a guy who has like a Donkey Kong avatar. Yeah. But I don't know what his name is. It's like something. But anyway, he has a Donkey Kong. Name's DK. But he's he has like a lot of followers, right? Like he's he has a lot of followers and he has like you know, a lot of like our mutual followers retweet yeah. him a lot. And he follows that girl named Emma. I don't she's um She's followed by a lot of people. She's followed by Nick Mullen, too. Okay. So he follows her, and this guy points out, he's like, look at, like, when the simp gets really hard, right? Yeah. And the guy's, like, saying, oh, like, my friend Emma, you know, is sad. Cheer up, like, followers. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, you're such a good friend. And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I love you, too. Blah, blah, blah. Heart, kissy face. And the guy's pointing this out. He's like, "This is gay." <laughs> like, he's like, okay. "This is this is some high school shit, right?" Like, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like a Facebook post I could I could remember <laughs> seeing from my like high school. Yeah, yeah and I actually posted those exact words. Pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like, um, you know, it's literally you are doing that. Like, you you can't just not say I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. whatever, um, because he is, and he's he's doing that like multiple times, and um, someone. Point, just kept pointing like the guy kept pointing this out he kept like screamed like he would say I'm not you know whatever who cares and she's like oh I sent for him just as much I'm like this is like that picture of uh, the the girl and she's like this is my best friend and he's like cradling her you yeah. know like <laughs> it's like dude get like any pussy like yeah or get offline get offline simp for someone in real life yeah. Go be a real life simp. Like and then she thirst traps, like which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I've fallen to many, many thirst yeah. traps. I'm, but, I'm which is fine, whatever. But I have a, so I have like I think a response to that. Like I've been thinking on that. The like liberal democracy is like more dangerous to left than an authoritarian regime. Okay. So my initial reaction to that is to say that okay, so Except it's not. <laughs> so for all the like the shit, like for all and I think it's like it's accurate to say that yes like in a liberal democracy you will have like 
sort of like the ruling class, like you know your your milk toast liberals who will collaborate with reactionaries. That's true, but at the same time, it's like um, to me, what that tells me is not that it's more dangerous for it's more dangerous in the sense that like it's weak. It will fall to authoritarian regimes, which are worse because if we look at like the Weimar Republic, right? Nazi Germany, they jailed and murdered socialists and communists. Like that's exactly yeah. They drove those 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 large movements, which had grown into like very large movements in the Weimar Republic, into the ground, put them in concentration camps, butchered them, tortured and them. And we should recall, you know, one of the most famous poems that come out of World War II that started. And they came for the slate riders, and I yeah. said nothing. And then they came for the box riders. First, they came for the New York Times editorial opinion people, and I said yeah. nothing. So yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it liter- authoritarian regimes literally like in the and I hate saying that word because it's overused, but it actually is. It's literally in the literal sense more dangerous because a liberal democracy can tolerate socialists. Like it, it can tolerate socialists more than an authoritarian regime can because an authoritarian regime, like the power accumulates in one person at the top or one, you know, entity or whatever, and they'll take out any entity that opposes them and shoot them in the back of the head. Whereas yeah. a liberal democracy won't do that. I mean, a liberal democracy will kill politicians behind the scenes, but they won't fucking go out blatantly, round up people and shoot them in the fucking back of the head. Also, too, it's like. I think there are aspects of the like the U.S. government, like the things it does. I don't think, like the U.S. like it's like what's more dangerous to me is not the it's like every action committed by the U.S. It's like oh well this the U.S. is a liberal democracy, right? It's like is it or are these actions indicative of a liberal democracy or are they indicative of this like deep state? intelligence apparatus that's like still stuck in like cold war mentality it feels like is this like like more that just tells me that like shit like the cia and the fbi shouldn't fucking exist not that like oh it'd be better if the u.s transitioned into a fascist state which is like this bitch will get her wish because that's going to happen probably but also when we, when we elect joe biden and get tom cotton in four saying, years saying something a pi- is a pipe dream as a socialist it's fucking hilarious Shut to the me fuck that's, up. that's literally what everyone says about socialism they're like oh it's just a pipe dream like, everything's a happen. fucking pipe dream you just gotta fucking believe in it man well who gives a fuck if you believe in something and it's like oh doable right yeah shut Rupi, the fuck up you know who taught me that rupee car yeah she taught me that <laughs> Segway. I, I had one one more thing fuck sorry about just about that just about yeah. the idea that like like again like don't like, worry matt i can edit this bit out <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah she's gonna get her wish soon when we get like like a like a like a blood thirsty oh well, like, she'll she'll be safe fascist like tom cotton yeah. she'll be safe because she's yeah. a hot white woman like that's yeah. just it like she'll, she'll be fine she'll be fine yeah like yeah. again it's like it, just tell this tell this to someone living in like bolivia right now tell the indigenous people actually this is better for you because before <laughs> when you had democracy it was actually worse for the left when like a fucking leftist was in power the socialist party had the most seats and now there's like there's like a full-on fascist like christian fundamentalist group murdering them they just say no you're actually you're actually much way better off because you'll have insurrection it's like what the fuck do you even mean? Like the people who like, like, like people who live every single day, like would, they might get like hooked up to a car battery. You think that's better? What are you talking about? Shut the fuck up. Drink your mint julep. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, smoke your pack of cigarettes a day and just yeah, like you fucking take, degenerate. Take take, you know, take hot hot depressed selfies and get, I just want to die for stuff. Yeah, give yourself lung cancer. Please stop talking. Fucking all these people just they go on Twitter, they 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 talk about how smoking cigarettes is so cool. And then they <laughs> do shit like this. Yeah. No offense to other people we know who do that, but God. Guys, I've been vaping this whole time. Vaping is uh, uh actually sophisticated. Illegal. I know oh, that's of, true. I yeah. know of a uh, So it's actually way cooler now because oh, it is illegal. Of course. I know of a MUFO that is definitely fits the stereotype of what we just said. And yeah. uh, I'll give you three guesses to who it is, and um, the first two don't count. Anyway, moving okay. on. So Matt, you were mentioning how in your writing program you're being taught to write more simply, like to get away from this pretentious 
verbose language. There we go. Good. But there is a flip side to yeah. that where it goes a little too far. Yeah. yeah. Um, good segue. Would you care to explain uh, these recent uh, happenings? So, um, the New Republic, a magazine that holds no significance whatsoever, is a um, says, "Oh, um, you know." we are going to determine the writer of the decade. And they're like, okay, well, who's the writer of the decade? Well, you know, we got to cross off Sally Rooney because, like, she wrote two really good books, but, like, mm, she's too recent, right? Who should we pick? Hey, I really like this Instagram page. This, like, inspirational Instagram page. Uh, what's her name? Rupee Carr? Oh, she actually published two books. Okay, dope. You know, maybe we should have her. Like, oh, what's her, like, what poem has she done? Give me one sec. I'm looking up poems. Okay. <laughs> that's that's actually what he said. Um, that's fine. Here you go. I'm, I'm going to read them with the line breaks uh, for you guys. All in lowercase, by the way. If you are not enough for yourself, you will never be enough for someone else. That was, I'm, I'm that's the poem. How about this? You ask if we can still be friends. I explain how a honeybee does not dream of kissing the mouth of a flower, and then settle for its leaves. This is the woman we're talking about. Yes, we should like mix these up Poet with like with like high school poems. To be like, he isn't coming tell? back. Whispered my head, he has to. Sob my heart. See, I was telling Matt, not poet these, of the decade, oof. writer of the decade. These aren't. These aren't. This is a Wait, poetry. Why did it, it's it's quotes. With line breaks, yeah, like it's just <laughs> quotes from an Instagram, page. and and there's no there's no use of punctuation, there's no use of capitalization because it's like people go, oh look, she's breaking the form. That's not breaking the form. Literally, like capitalization and punctuation are used to break the form. Yeah, um, you know, uh, fucking what's her name, uh, Dickinson, right? She's f- very famous for using punctuation. To break the form. Yeah. And her poetry's like actually thought out instead of and I hate being like a pretentious asshole. No, be go off. But like I've written poetry and my poetry looks fucking genius as compared to that. Like because it has like a theme instead sure. of going like, oh, I'm sad because boy don't like me in in line breaks. Matt, that that yeah. was beautiful. You should write that down. <laughs> <laughs> The Wait, is, is, Rupi so Car- is Rupi Kaur in the room with us? Yeah. No? Well, Rupi Kaur did my... hack into <laughs> Matt's. She hacked into Matt's Twitter account. Know. And she was posting as Matt. And uh, she actually posted a poem on your Twitter account. Do you mind sharing with the world what it was? Oh, God. I can't remember it verbatim. It was like, I, I am I am gay. And, so, and you are also gay. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> so, it's about a yeah. young woman discovering her bisexuality. <laughs> I question... So, so writer of the decade, I get that poetry is writing, but like, so yeah, like, well, obviously. Uh, so like, so like someone who, I feel like, I, I like, I'm like grasping this. So like, so is everyone, so who's considered writer of the decade? So every writer, like, every, yes. Who's written short stories, novellas, novels. Yes. Poetry. Every yes. single one of them. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do you pick? Her. How do you how do you pick her for anything? If you picked her for poetry of the second, right? Like poetry of the second, like yeah. she would never, she should never win. Because, like, again, you know, uh, we had a discussion and you don't like to group, you know, you don't like to say like this isn't creative or whatever to creatives, but it's not. It's not creative. It's just, it's literally writing down the most basic thoughts and like putting in line breaks randomly. The line breaks don't even make any sense, right? You know, I analyze well, they're poetry. Ar- they're arbitrary. Right. I analyze poetry constantly. Like, that's my major, right? And it, that, like, the line breaks don't add anything or subtract anything, which is what line breaks are supposed to do. Now, what I found very interesting about this is not just her obviously winning this award but the reaction people are having that somehow there's like a deeper meaning behind this and that this is actually class warfare before our eyes <laughs> i have so so that tweet yeah it was like someone being like 
um, the reason people like her stuff is that it's accessible and anyone can read it and find something. So if you don't like it, you're actually classist. It's like, yeah, like you're fucking classist for not liking a poet. Like the a fucking bourgeois ass like makes millions profession. of dollars off of her fucking trite ideas. Like this is like, like yeah, go to go to like fucking go to a steel mill and walk in and be like, God, can you believe they're attacking our hero Ruby, Ruby Carr? Car? Who, who the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I haven't heard of her until today. Right. Me either. Like, so the only reason I've heard of her um, is because, like I told, I was telling Josh earlier, the only reason I've heard of her is because I go into bookstores. And, like, I go into, like, uh, you know, mainstream bookstores a lot, too. And if you all, if you go to the poetry section, always they have a copy of um, her poetry, her, her collection of poetry, Milk and Honey, right? Uh, and also the title is... That bitch. Yes. I've seen that book. Yep. You've definitely like seen that book. every goddamn That's the supermarket. Only so I, I looked her up. I said, who's Rupi Carr? Is her poetry any good? And I no. was like flipping through the pages. <laughs> Google and, just says yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, she's not good. Imagine a couple things. Imagine studying poetry, form, meter, rhyme, and looking at the greats, right? Looking at Dickinson, looking at Wordsworth, looking more, at more Dante, looking at Byron, looking at anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And and studying this like extensively and like having to work a second job. And, and, you know, teaching at the community college a poetry class or whatever, yeah. trying to sneak it into your English 1001. And then Rupi Carr comes out with her poetry and wins not only poet of the writer of the decade. Writer of the decade. Over who? I, I'll give you, I'll give you one that does what they said that she does better. Sally Rooney. Normal okay. people. Um, you know, conversations with friends. She's called the millennial author because she writes simply and they're, they're fucking great books. They're both yeah. great books. Right. And she does it. She does what they said. Rupi Carr did better in novel form. Wait, is, is Rupi Carr female? Yeah. Okay. Cause I didn't realize they allowed women to, to write. write. <laughs> so the fact that one won an award, that's very good. Actually, Josh, you know, yeah. very brave of her. Yeah. Uh, women is allowed to read too. Oh, um, so say I'm just trying to think of like yeah, Jane Austen. So was over, back in the day. it's like ten years worth of material. It's like how many like I don't know how many authors I've read who like produced works in this time frame. Like that I read like several. There's it's like weird. It's like having to pick like. Okay, you asked me. It is hard. It's it's hard to think of yeah. like a writer of the decade because you go, oh wait, the decade's like two thousand ten to yeah, it's ten years worth of stuff. So like, do you what? Do you, so I guess you count all their stuff in there. I like, could see writer of the year based on genre. Yeah, exactly. Like, like maybe broken down that way, or you have one writer of the year and you measure it based on like the cultural impact or something like yeah. that. Poet but with the most Instagram followers. How's that? Sure. That's literally of how the, the award was chosen. It, yeah. Imagine the year is 2025 and some person on Twitter like just took all their tweets, put it in prose into a book and that wins and, like writer of yeah. the century. The, two things. One, someone's pointed out, he said if anyone should have run one writer of the decade and it would be that simple, drill. Yeah, drill the fucking one hundred percent. Like he should have won writer of the decade because some of his tweets fucking art. Like, I like I reference his stuff more in my life. Than I, I saved the link to his thing, and it's like getting so pissed off. I give myself brain damage. And that's, <laughs> my favorite is go ahead, tell me to shut the fuck up. My opinions will only get worse. Yeah. Like, that's my fa- absolute favorite. Yeah, so he should have won, and two, um, fucking. Uh, Reading the actual article where they gave her writer of the decade was like she encapsulates the millennial mindset of like people scrolling on their phones and reading poetry. It's like people who read poetry like I hate to burst your fucking bubble here really quick, ma'am and or sir (sighs) or in between. I don't fucking care, but I hate to burst your bubble, but people who read poetry like who buy poetry books who are buying her books like fucking poetry. Like, they, they read other poets. Yeah. They don't just read Rupi Carr. They bought a Rupi Carr book because they read 
poetry. Like the the only people who buy poetry books are people who fucking read it. Yeah. Like it doesn't encapsulate fucking anything. People who are fucking on their phones twenty four fucking seven aren't the people who are going to the fucking bookstore to buy a fucking rupee card book. <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> let alone let alone like fucking like people let alone like working class people like like I think my levels are fucked up again. It's I not ads. Yeah, it's it's not fucking okay. it's not classist, right? It's hilarious to say that it's classist because you said bull, which I the only the only tweet that matters is my own, right? Oh, and it yeah. says, Yeah, I agree. You know, I think one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish should <laughs> definitely be on my college syllabi. Okay, it's like this. It's like so that that statement of saying if you don't like this poet's work then you are classist. It's like saying, um, so the uh, one of the, like the protagonists in Andre Tarkovsky's uh, Stalker is uh, a working class man. So if you prefer uh, Solaris to Stalker, then you're classist. And you'd be like, that was gobbledygook. You're saying <laughs> that you're saying that people of a lower class are stupider. That is what you're saying. Pretty much because yeah. she says it's simple and it's classist. To say that people who like it, you, you're saying literally that people who are lower in class are stupid. To they quote, can't comprehend quote, complicated ideas. To quote yeah. friend of the pod, Joe Biden, poor people are just as smart as white people. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, he said poor kids, but yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. No, it's literally saying, yeah, like, oh, so you're saying that this poetry made for dum-dums is, is bad? Then you must be a classist because obviously because yeah. dumb because dumb guy who makes minimum wage. Hey, I'm dummy dumb dumb. I'm going to a bookstore to buy Ruby Car. Not to mention <laughs> all this shit is like uh, like arbitrary in the sense that like so like this idea of like higher like art versus lower art. This shit is like invented. Like you could go back to like. Oh, they, like, yeah, 100%, because yeah. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. They're still trying to prove that he didn't write those. Well, no, no, no. Like, like Shakespeare, you bring up Shakespeare, like, you could go back, like, like 19th century America, right? Like, lo, like Shakespeare, like, that used to be the shit. Like, they would put those shows on in, like, tavern, like, not taverns, but, like, inns and shit in, like, rural America. And, like, lower class people would go out there, right? And you, they would watch it, they'd get fucking rowdy. It'd be a good time. Like, it was only later, right, when like you have this like movement of people trying to be like, well, we got we got make we got to make some culture, some art here, right? Shakespeare, that's our guy. He's gonna be like, you know, we're gonna put him only in like the fancies of theaters, so well, all these like rabble can't come in and see exactly. It. Shakespeare, it's so funny though because Shakespeare, like I said, is he's a it's bro. Very, it's very he's he's a bro. He was a lower middle class, like nobody who wrote these fucking plays, and they're still trying to prove that he didn't do it because they go, how did he have knowledge of falconry? Because yeah. he was poor as shit. And it's like, he's not fucking stupid. He, yes. can, he has two eyes. <laughs> he can find this shit out. It's possible. Yeah, like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to say anything's classist, you can say that taking Shakespeare and saying that he didn't write that yeah. is it's literally classist because... You're saying that a, a person of a lower class can't write at the caliber. It must of have been some unnamed gentleman who, well, not unnamed. I think there is a name attached and like to Melville, yeah. right? Like Melville yeah. wrote like one of the great American novels. I've never read it. Moby Which, Dick, right? Everyone's, which I've heard from people that it's like not one of those like oh hype things. It's it's actually a very good book. I, I haven't on my in my to read pile. It's just yeah. it's literally 700 pages, and there's an entire chapter yeah. about um, like whaling, whaling anatomy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. The thing is, like, Herman Melville wrote one of the greatest, like, considered one of the greatest novels of all time. Fucking dude worked on a ship. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, his prose is fucking beautiful. Like, what I've read of it, his prose is fucking beautiful. And you're telling, and he was a working class guy. Most authors, too, most authors die poor. F. Scott Fitzgerald, greatest book of all time. Great Gatsby. Died fucking fucking poor. (laughs) Yeah. Um... My pick for great best writer of the decade would be Carmen Maria Machado because I love her short stories. So that would be my pick. I don't think I've read her. Um, I have um, her body and other parties. I can let you borrow it. It's one of my favorite 
books I've read. I haven't read recently. a book this decade, so <laughs> you fucking. I've read a dope. lot of books. I've read like um, yeah. um, I think I've read sixty this year. God damn! Yeah, Jesus Christ. damn. Yeah, I wish I could apply my like. Well, effort. I mean, it is my major, so I read yeah. a lot of books. No, yeah, I, but I wish I could apply that like, level of, of effort I put into like watching shitty '80s slashers into like reading. Books. Oh, by the way, Lolita. Actually, a really fucking good book. Okay. I was like, how the fuck is this book about a pedophile, like, going to be good? Yeah. <laughs> it's considered, like, the reason I picked it up was because, again, it's considered, like, one of the, it's one of the great American novels, apparently. Yeah. And I, I was reading it, and it's literally about, like, an immigrant coming to America who, he, he's not, it, it doesn't matter that he's an immigrant. It's just that people don't really pay attention to him as much because he's an immigrant. He's also a pedophile. Right, but it's not. It's incidental. Nabokov was a Russian immigrant, so he and he loved uh, French and he literature. He was a pedophile, I so he was, no, right. he, he was writing his, he his was experiences. A, it was funny because okay. he. I listened to a. a autobiographical. Yeah. I, I listened to an interview by him, and he's like, "Well, I was writing." He sounds just like this. Yeah. Well, I was writing a book about a person who was so far removed from myself. You know, I never thought once of fucking little girls' Do assholes. Gotta be over daughter. Yeah, it's a great fucking book. Though. His name, what's his name again? Nabokov. Nabokov. Yes, his name is Nabukov. Yes, <laughs> but it's got nothing to so do with me. <laughs> his yeah. name is so far. his name is Vladimir Nabuk Nabuki. <laughs> See, he's a Japanese. Did old zero kids. See, he's from the Ukraine. He hated Freud too, which is kind of funny because that that's like good. Lolita's literally the most Freudian book I've ever read. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, the reason I love, you know, the reason I love women of uh, 14 and under is because when I was nine, I fell in love with a girl and she died and I still want to fuck her. It's like, oh, okay. Ah, uh, there we go. Hot. Yes. Well, boys, we got a, we got a movie coming up. We gotta Yeah, uncut gems. We were we were gonna see little women and then we said, do we really wanna subject ourselves we said, to we that aren't kind gay. of torture? Yeah, what we're are not we, fucking we, gay. We'll go we'll see, a couple couple a couple of brats here? Yeah. No? We'll go see Adam Sandler playing Jew Boy. Can I <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Okay Josh I'm gonna scale that back. Hi, a bit. my name is Mr. Goldberg. It's we, like Adam Sandler's <laughs> Eight Crazy Nights with that old Jewish guy who yeah. like <laughs> like the guy like like what is he like shits his pants at like a basketball game uh great movie oh yeah we're we're seeing uncut gems for our, our fallen our fallen cum boy adam adam yeah. Sh- shouts out to adam who fucked another crazy the crazy same bitch. woman he fucked the same woman 10 years <laughs> removed from the other basically um honestly you have to like give the guy like credit for like having a type and sticking right to it and like boning like just yeah. fucking in general having like, sex yeah i think it's because he's got money i don't know probably um so one last bit going into this so we've not seen uncut gems obviously we're about to see it um everything we've heard about it is that it's supposed to be good adam sandler's coming like coming in great so i saw a tweet that i sent to you guys right about that dumb like account being like uh uh so we're like deciding that adam sandler's good now Oh, every time all these leftists want to like like a movie, that, like she said, like you're predisposed to liking. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? A good movie? Is that what you mean? Like a good, like a well-made movie? There were I maybe one woman in the trailer, so that's probably a good sign. I had, <laughs> Anna Paquin again, just like, like with her three yeah. lines. It's one <laughs> Yeah, I haven't like again. I haven't seen it. I'm not making judgments on it. Every I've heard. That's why we're gonna see it. Good things, yes. But I, I don't know if I like it or not. But I saw this tweet and I'm like, just again, the brain rot that like, like you can like something that Adam Sandler's done without, it's like, yes, the guy like is like dumb and like fetishizes the IDF and wishes he was a soldier, right? Like the, the Zohan Usual movie. Usual Suspects is like a good movie, but fucking, that's not an endorsement of Kevin Spacey yeah. or Brian Singer for that matter. And like, <laughs> so like, yeah, exactly. So Yikes. you can like this while recognizing that. But in the replies, it's like some guy was like, yeah, I thought I was going crazy. Like all of a sudden Sandler good now? I was like, no, he's just been a fucking, he's in a good movie. That's it. Well, no also my favorite God. tweet of uncut gems i guess before we go is um it said one it said literally adam sandler makes one good movie every 10 years like like acts acts the shit out of like one movie every 10 years so we forget that like the rest of his movies are trash right i just like it but yeah i get but like yeah. you know um because uh eternal sunshine is spotless mine 
right? Was a it was a fantastic movie. He yeah. acted great in that, and wait, then like who is in that? Yeah, yeah. What part? Oh wait, no, that's Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch <laughs> Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, I've seen that movie. I don't remember Adam. Sandler. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Will Ferrell was he makes, amazing. He makes one good, one good movie every decade. The Matrix. Pulp Fiction. We start, we start like putting him in all the good movies. Hey, he was in Gangs of New York, right? Like, well, he, okay, he produced Eternal Sunshine. Like his, you know his cabal. Like, his clan produced. His part in 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 Andre Tarkovsky's Andre Rublev was one of the best things I've ever seen. Bye-bye, folks. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. New Year's. Happy New Year. <laughs>